Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show on this Thursday, the 17th. Reminder, speaking of Thursdays, coming up tonight, 6 to 8, it's a Bill Michaels Huddle presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Tonight, you've got uh, Tim Allen, host of the Baseball Postgame Show, but Tim also does fantasy football. And uh, he is going to be joining us tonight. Also, Bart Winkler from our flagship station out in Milwaukee going to be on the air with us tonight on the panel. So, good stuff coming up tonight as we get you ready for the Packers and the Panthers. The Panthers being without Christian McCaffrey. Does this, uh, I guess, disappoint you? First of all, I love seeing good players. I, I, I love seeing the team that you root for and or cover, whatever it is, you know, your personal circumstances. Me, I love seeing good players. I love seeing the best go against the best. McCaffrey's one of the best, okay? Now, it's not to say that, uh, that Mike Davis – their uh, backup running back is not a quality running back. He's a good running back. You heard, obviously, uh, a little bit earlier today on the program when we were talking with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette when he covered the SEC, he said, hey, look, short of uh, Leonard Fournette, this was the second-best running back that he'd ever covered in the SEC. So he's a quality guy. He can get the job done. And you pair that with a versatile and mobile Teddy Bridgewater, and I think Packers defensively have their work cut out for him. What are your expectations out of that defense this weekend, you know, are are you looking at Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore and company? Are you looking at them as re- really being because their big left tackle Russell Okung, uh, he's ailing. I, I don't know if he's going to play or not. So I mean, they may have some ability to get to uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Whether or not they can contain him, we'll have to wait and see. But when it comes to the run game, you know, they're obviously going to have to get up. Uh, on the Packers, and then use that run game and utilize it against the Packers to try to keep the Packers' offense and, and Aaron Rodgers off the field. But are you disappointed that Christian McCaffrey is not going to be there? Because this would be great tests in back-to-back weeks for this Packers defense who has been so scrutinized when it comes to tackling and the ability to stop the run. And as I stated at the beginning of the show, when I went back and looked at this and started analyzing this, yes, Dalvin Cook ran wild, and that's – that's legit. 
okay? There's no doubt about that. But the Packers gave up 158 yards against the Buccaneers on the ground. Tom Brady had a pretty solid day, 17-27, but it was only like 150, 160 yards. It wasn't crazy. He just threw a couple of touchdowns. Um, but Jones ran the ball rather well. As a matter of fact, he put the ball in the end zone twice. But it, but again, you go back to the two interceptions, the two picks. The Packers turned the ball over twice in that ball game. And, and by the way, they had another fumble. They recovered the fumble, but they fumbled the ball, and that ended up killing a drive as well. So it was the turnovers that ultimately cost them. Uh, and the fact that that defensive front really got after the Green Bay Packers in, in the trenches after their you know offensive line, but then you go to the Indianapolis loss, and they turned the ball over four times, three times, and they still tied the ball game up, and that was against a pretty good defensive front, right? I think we could all agree upon that. And then even in the game in which Dalvin Cook ran wild, the Packers still had a shot of winning the game. And on the last drive, fumbled away the football, lost the fumble, and the game was over. So to me, as much as you want to look at this defense and say, you know what, I don't know if they got – if the Packers don't turn the ball over – and remember, they were were at one point in that Tampa Bay game, they were up by 10. And then the pick six, and then all of a sudden everything just kind of trickled in the the opposite direction. But – if they don't turn the ball over, I think they can win all those games. Specifically the Indianapolis game. But I don't think if they don't turn the ball over and they go down and score again against Tampa Bay, I think that changes the complexity of that ball game. I really do. So as much as I am disappointed that McCaffrey's not going to be there because I really wanted to see the defense perform against, in back-to-back weeks, really good running backs. Because that's a knock on them. I kind of think to myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I am disappointed, but I'm not disappointed to the point where I don't think this team can play because I think they can. I just think it's, it's, up to the, it's up to special teams. It's up to the offense. Don't turn the ball over. You can't put this defense in bad situations. You just can't. You know, maybe once they can overcome, but you can't do it consistently because they just they don't have it. They don't have that ability. But I think, as, as and this is going back to what we had stated a little bit earlier when we had Eric Eager on, the data scientist for Pro Football Focus. He said, look, if you look at the numbers, if they don't turn the ball over, they, they've got enough of a, of, of a defense to help the offense to win a championship. Not just to get there, but to win it. Do you agree or disagree? 855 830 I think it's. I think it's. I think it's both. I, th- I think the Packers, as long as you're not turning the ball over, I think you're going to be all right. I really do. Now living by the "one not done" motto up in Green Bay, if you saw the T-shirts that the uh, the guys are wearing after they won the NFC North, one and not done, and certainly not one and done. I mean, they, they have it on their mind. It's, it's not about winning the NFC North. It's not about getting a game in the postseason. It's about it's about moving on. It's about championships. 
855-830-8648. Sam says, I've been telling my friends this for a while, that if they don't turn the ball over, they're a damn good football team. Just don't give this defense an opportunity to lose the game for you. Um, Brian says, it doesn't matter. They can't stop anybody. They can't stop the run. They can't get off the field on third down. Petten needs to go, and this the end of this season is going to prove that. That's from Brian. Uh, this is from Diana, who says, I still have a lot of faith in my pack. I think Aaron Rodgers is the best in the business. He is all you need. Well, you need more than just Aaron Rodgers. I think, you know, you need good players around him. But, I look, he's playing at the top of his game. I agree with that. Han says over on the, the Facebook fan page, I think the Packers have enough to win it all with no standout offense or defense this year in the National Football League. And then he's got in parentheses, even Patrick Mahomes has looked fallible at times. Uh, I think the Packers have enough to get there. They just have to play perfect football. 855-830-8648. I just want to get your thoughts on that. Give us a buzz. Do you think the Packers don't turn the ball over? They have enough to win it all. I'm not talking about just getting to an NFC Championship game. Because if you look, again, you look at the losses, the turnovers cost this team dearly in particular situations. And even in the game against Dalvin Cook and company, when he ran wild on them, they still had a shot at the end, and they fumbled away the football. Uh, Mark says, no, you play with the guys that are on the field. If McCaffrey isn't there, who cares? Go on and get a win without him. This is not the pity party. And, and again, it's, I'm not asking for the pity party of Christian McCaffrey. I'm saying I'm disappointed because I don't get a chance to see this Packers defense play against him. I'm not saying, look, I, I that they, they shouldn't count it as a win if they get a win. No, not at all. That's not what I'm saying. 855-830-8648. We'll pick up on this. Also, we're going to hear from Giannis. We've got a lot more to go on this. I think it's a rather interesting discussion if you're kind of following my thought process. And then, obviously, Mick Mixon, the voice of the Carolina Panthers, you're going to hear from him coming up after the bottom of the hour as well. Uh, this portion of the program uh, brought to you by our friends over at Massage Envy, Capital Drive in Brookfield. And right now they've got a deal going on, an introductory offer for a customized facial just 60 bucks. And when you buy $110 in gift cards, uh, you get a free one-hour service. So call them, 262-786-5060. The stresses of the holidays can just melt off. Just melt off after that free one-hour service. If you're out and about and you're shopping for others, call them, 262-786-5060. That's 262-786-5060. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Got a quick email here. This is from Jacob. Uh, Jacob says, I miss Christian McCaffrey not being in a lineup. I had him as a fantasy player. Other than that, <laughs> if he doesn't play against my Packers, so be it. Go Pack Go. There you go. Good stuff. Speaking of the Packers, coming up on a Saturday night immediately following Green Bay and Carolina, it's the Green and Gold postgame show. Gary Ellerson, yours truly. We're going to get your reaction after the Packers game on a special Saturday night edition coming up in just a few. 
In the meantime, Giannis, uh, going back to some of the Giannis discussion, uh, he talks about his relationship with John Horst, the GM of the Bucks. My relationship with John Horst has been unbelievable. Before he was a GM, uh, we had a great relationship. We used to go to uh, grab lunch together. We used to talk a lot together. We used to play basketball together. He played basketball with my brothers every single night, like you know, I, lo- I love this guy, and uh, he's he's been unbelievable. In three years, he he's done a great job, and um, for sure, he's um, he's a big part that uh, I want to be here and uh, keep doing this with him. Not a lot of GMs or guys that are waiting to become the GM out there playing hoops. You know what I mean? So John Horse still fit enough to get it done and play with uh, Giannis's brothers in the uh, in the gym. So not a bad way to go. Uh, but he was asked, look, you, you're now a quarter billionaire and more for that matter. So what would your 12-year-old self say to your big-time money-bag self today? My my 12-year-old self probably tell myself now that I'm extremely proud you know, of myself and uh, what I've accomplished in um, seven years. Um, you got you to gotta keep working hard, keep your head, stay humble, keep your head down and... Um, you know, stay on course, focus on the goal. Um, but I'm extremely proud. Like, you know, I would never thought, I would never, I could never imagine that I'm going to be in a position like this and um, being able to take care of my my kids, uh, my grandkids, my brother's kids, my brother's grandkids. You know, if I'm really smart. Um, I'm extremely blessed. I cannot take this for granted. I'm going to keep having fun. Uh, and I uh, hope my grandkids uh, build a freaking statue for me. I hope they do that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's that's a great quote right there. I hope my kids build a blanking statue for me. How about that? <laughs> uh, and then he says, you know, take care of the kids, take care of my brothers, my brother's kids, take care of the family, take care of them. If I'm smart. You know, in other words, if I don't blow it all, uh, at, at bye bye baby, I guess. Uh, he said, "Dad, uh, Dad, be doing some dancing right now." You will be extremely proud, and he's dancing right now. Like he's, I know, like I know he's, like he's dancing right now. He's extremely happy for what we've accomplished, and he's extremely proud of of us and who we are as human beings. Um, yeah, he will, he will be dancing. He will dance for sure, and you know. Obviously, I, I would want him to be here, but he's always he's always around me with his uh, you know spirit. Uh, but for sure, he would be very proud of what uh, we've accomplished, uh, me and my brothers, for sure. So, did he tell or didn't he tell any of his teammates? And by the way, he did not did not use the pens that Chris Middleton and Pat Connaughton gave him to sign the contract uh no no i didn't tell i didn't tell nobody uh they probably they found out from uh from my announcement uh that that was the only way for it not to you know get out there you know because if you tell one person it, it's out there they're going to tell somebody else so uh but no i didn't i didn't use i didn't use uh their pens usually when you sign a contract like the organization provides you with a pen so i've signed three contracts so far so i got three pens I don't know where they are. Like my mom takes them and I think maybe sells them on eBay or whatever the case might be. But so if you guys really want those pens, you guys can find them on eBay. Probably my mom sold them. She does stuff like that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. 
But yeah, I didn't, I didn't sign the deal with uh, the pens they gave me. No. I I don't think mom needs the money. I'll just say that. Uh, he uh, he was also saying that look, uh, when it came to Chris Middleton, his relationship with Chris, Chris was the first one to call him. So who was the first one of your teammates that you heard from after the deal? Oh, Other Chris. Chris, 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 Chris. He Facetimed me. He Facetimed. Actually, the funny part. Yeah, the funny part, he FaceTimed me with his uh, daughter, and um, he didn't say anything. He told me congrats and all that, but, like, once he hung up, I thought that was, like, the cue to basically tell me, like, hey, you know, my daughter is available for your son, so now that your son has uh, money, so <laughs> your son can, like, uh, marry my daughter in the future, and they can uh, they can uh, both be okay. Uh, but no, Chris called me. Chris was the first uh, guy to call me, and uh, you know he's my brother. We've done this. Uh, we're going to our eighth year together, and uh, I'm excited to be you know playing with him for the next four or five years together. Think about that eight years. It seems like just yesterday Giannis was coming into the organization. Man, uh, he did reiterate. Look, uh, when it came to the Bucks, he was always leaning in this direction. No, I was always leaning to this direction. Um, I just want the team to be improved and uh, be better, and the team is better. Um, the guys we have, they're great players, um, ready to compete, ready to uh, in the field out culture, great human being. And um, but I, I wanted to be here. I wanted to be here. I knew I wanted to be here, and um, now I'm here. So I'm here. There you go. Um, he talked about like his obligations when he talks about. His obligations to the team, his obligations to his teammates, his obligations to the city, the state, what he feels he needs to do in this uh, now that this whole deal is behind him. Let me say, let me talk about what my teammates think that I like my obligation is. They want me to uh, probably buy them uh, watches, stuff like that. So, but that's not happening. Uh, uh, if we win, yeah, of course. Uh, but no, yeah. Try to give back as much as possible. Um, being smart, obviously, I don't. Um, person that do not want to be in the light. I want to be left alone. But uh, at the end of the day, I got one of the biggest advice that if you know you go out there and give back to the community, other people can follow. Um, but yeah, for sure, I'm gonna try to give back. What did he think the first time he's in Milwaukee? He's, you know, people can't say his name, but all of a sudden he starts seeing these Giannis jerseys start showing up. And when he sees kids wearing his jersey for the first time in Milwaukee, and uh, obviously he didn't want those kids to be burning that jersey. So what was his what was his thoughts? First of all, I appreciate the fact that you think I'm a great player and I'm a star player. Thank you for that, Andrew. But, uh, you know, just seeing, seeing you know, players, uh, players uh, kids walking around with my jersey, that was the first time. You know, I saw a kid that, like walking with my uh, jersey. I saw it in Milwaukee when I was 18 years old. You know, and you know that feeling. You know, it gets gets stuck with you. You know, and um, obviously, I've seen like people take the um, decide to like leave and they burn the jersey. I've seen that in the past, and I didn't want that to happen to me. You know, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to see kids burning my jersey and all that. Blah blah blah, but. But it, it it's always it's always uh, nice. It's always good to see kids wear my jerseys. Good that kids are gonna be able to come watch me play and stay in Milwaukee. And um, you know, I know that 
a lot of great players, you know, start in one team and then uh, leave to another team. And there's some cases that it worked, some cases that it, it didn't work. But uh, for me, I don't even view it like that. I just, I just want to be... I just want to be happy. I want my family to be happy. I want to give back to uh, the community that helped me and um, to the city that drafted me and believed in me. And um, hopefully, hopefully, I can uh, give back to all uh, those kids by them watching me play for uh, five years more. And then uh, he was asked, "Does he know? Does he understand the role that he has played? The Bucks have played, the owners of the Bucks have played in building what is now." Uh, a growing and hopefully once COVID breaks, it continues to grow a, a burgeoning downtown of Milwaukee. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But obviously, you know, the owners, you know, buying the team and building a new practice facility and a uh, new arena and just, uh, you know, investing money in the city. That was a big part. And uh, we're doing our job on the court, winning and bringing uh, people to watch our game and uh, bringing people out there to support us. That's a that's a big role. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the people with the big money, the owners, you know, came and uh, invested, believed in this city, uh, in this team, and put their money, you know, in this city. And uh, it, it paid out because at the end of the day, we, we tried to do our job as athletes. And um, things have been going pretty well so far. Says, uh, well, you know, what now? So said, look, more kids, championship, that, that's it. Have kids and have a championship. That's all I want. I just want to have kids, uh, being able to raise my kids and um, win a championship. After that, my life's complete, man. I can retire after five years. Well, no, nah, I'm joking. Oh, jeez. Don't start that. Holy God. <laughs> and then he said uh, one more thing, and that was uh, it would make him – the absolutely happiest person if and when they win a championship, not just in general, but for Milwaukee? For me, you know, being able to, you know, give back to this city and to this organization means a lot. Like, I'll be ecstatic if I, like, if we could be able to bring a championship to Milwaukee, like, I'll be probably the happiest person ever. You know, obviously, last time that happened was 1971. And there's steps to that. You know, we cannot just sit here and fool ourselves and say, oh, we're going to go to the final and win a championship because last last year we got eliminated in the second round. You know, like, there's other good teams. There's probably seven, eight teams that they have the same goal to win a championship. And you got to be really good and you got to create great habits and uh, play good basketball, have great chemistry for that, for all that to work out and have luck. But as, as Jan is like, I believe, and my goal is to bring a championship to this city and to, to this organization. And I'd be really like, I'd be like, you guys cannot imagine because, you know, we work every day to get better. We work every day to be number one, to win the whole thing. And being able to accomplish that, you know, I think me, Chris, Mike Bud, the whole, the whole team is going to be really happy. And it's going to mean a lot to me. You know, um, you know, to the team that believed in me to give them something back. So there you go, Giannis. Uh, yesterday, talking uh, to the media and and kind of sending his message out to all of you as well as uh, he is now signed, sealed, delivered, and now thoughts turn towards the regular season, and uh, that begins next Wednesday night against the Boston Celtics, and then obviously on Christmas Day back at the Fiserv Forum. 
against the Golden State Warriors. Let's do this. We'll step away. The game coming up this Saturday night at Lambeau Field. Here comes the Carolina Panthers, the voice of the Panthers, Mick Mixon. You're going to hear that conversation. That is next in the Bill Michael Show. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We're back. A couple of segments before we get out of here on this Thursday. Don't forget, coming up tonight, the Bill Michaels Huddle 6 to 8, presented by Bud Light Seltzer. We're going to have Tim Allen and Bart Winkler from 1250 AM The Fan joining me tonight. So that's on many of these same stations. And if you don't get it, download the radio.com app. You can also follow us over at BillMichaelsSports.com. That's BillMichaelsSports.com. And click on the Listen Live link there, uh, link there 6 o'clock Central Time, coming up tonight. In the meantime, Mick Mixon, he is the voice of the Carolina Panthers. And uh, from a little bit earlier today, we started out talking about uh, it, it's not official. It's kind of wink, wink, wink and a nod, but uh, doesn't look like Christian McCaffrey is going to be playing in this contest coming up on Saturday night at Lambeau Field. Kind of officially unofficial, uh, Matt Rule. And you'd love Matt Rule, by the way. I don't know if you know him or if you're passive ever crossed, but he's uh, he's got time for you. He he. Especially if you ask him a good question in, a, in an interview setting, he'll just he'll take it deep, and, and and you can learn football from him. So he has said that he's not out, but he's not expecting him to play. So I would expect, um, I don't know how you read it, probably not. Yeah, I would. Ass- yeah, I would assume that he's not going to be there. Which it, to me, uh, a little disappointing because I wanted to see uh, in back-to-back weeks if the Packers could slow down a guy like McCaffrey and then slow down obviously Derrick Henry in, in the week uh, the week following. So. Uh, but how are you guys health-wise? Okung uh, looks like he's still got, uh, nursing that calf injury too, correct? Russell Okung has been, uh, yeah, he's kind of been been in, been out with some nagging injuries all year. We really miss K.K. Short, the best interior lineman. Of course, the McCaffrey thing. We got touched by the, the virus that's gone viral, and we lost some receivers for uh, for the Denver game, really miss DJ Moore in the Denver game. But it's, I don't I don't want anybody to think I'm I'm on your show complaining about oh the poor little Carolina Panthers. Every team's had to deal with, and some teams even worse than Carolina. I think what you need to know about the Panthers is this team is this team is irritatingly cohesive. They will fight. They will swing their sword the entire way. When Teddy Bridgewater is on, he can be a handful. Mike Davis is a very good back. He's good in some of the same ways. McCaffrey is good. The defense has had all kind of problems, particularly third down in the red zone, uh, giving up just giving up way too too many uh, third down conversions. So uh, the Panthers are going to have to score. I mean, if the Carolinas going to win this one, it's it's going to have to be one of those you would think one of those thirty-seven to thirty-four kind of affairs. Um, tell me about Carolina. You know, obviously they jettison their coach, they jettison their quarterback. Uh, it's it's kind of a an official unofficial rebuild, so to speak. So what is what was the thought process coming into this season, and where they're at now? I mean, they've lost some heartbreak. The one thing that I've watched on film is this team's. You know, uh, I, I guess heart does not reflect their their record because that this is a team that keeps fighting. 
guys could have mailed it in, could have started slowing down a little bit for the off season, but no one has done that. And I, I think a, a conver- we won't have this conversation now, but a conversation that we could have if 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 we have more time would be should the Panthers have even been in a lot of these games? A media narrative down here in the South is, oh gosh, here it was again, seven times you've had the ball late with a chance to win and you haven't been able to close the deal. But if you can get up to 25,000 feet and just look down on this team, these are some veteran clubs. The Panthers have been in the game late. So by any measured analysis, how come we have to, how come we're, we're being penalized for being so ambitious and, and exceeding some expectations to even be in some of these contests. Um, I, I look at the run game now. Um, you know, without McCaffrey, he's a very dynamic player. But how is it now? Because that's the one thing that uh, Packers fans fear is a team that can figure out a way to run the ball, maybe get a lead and try to pack it away in that particular manner because the Packers have not been great when it comes to, at times, tackling and, two with long, sustained drives and trying to get off the field on third down. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a second, but I didn't answer your qu- your last question very well. So you asked about the Panthers, and, and I'll just give you 15 seconds on it. It's total home makeover, Carolina Panther edition. So I don't know if you like watching the shows, HGTV. My wife watches all the shows, so I get them by proxy. But this is if Chip and Joanna Gaines came in here in this offseason and said, okay, all this, all these studs here have to go. We're ripping this out. Uh, all new new underpinnings and some shiplap and whatever the heck else. So all these marquee players, Greg Olson, Cam Newton, uh, uh, Gerald McCoy, Eric Reed, James Bradbury, uh, uh, Trey Turner traded to Seattle for Russell Okun. There was a lot, a lot of, uh, of iconic Carolina Panther that went out the door. So in comes Matt Rule with some new ideas, young team, long contract, it's got a chance. It's going to be really, really good. Now, to your question about the run game, Panthers do a little bit of everything, a little bit of one back, a little bit of two back, a little bit of direction, a little bit of misdirection, pretty good screen game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's got more juice than you might think, so he can run the ball. That was going to be my, 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 my fear, is that not only do you have a run game, but then you got a quarterback that can scramble. We've seen them struggle at times. Now, when you look at a guy like Phillip Rivers, who they've played, he's more statuesque, they're able to get to him. But they have not been able to really track down those more mobile quarterbacks. Have you been impressed with the way Teddy Bridgewater has played this season and the, and the sense that last year we saw him win games for New Orleans and look very, very good, kind of what he was before he went down with that horrific injury up in Minnesota, and then comes into a new situation, new coordinator, new offense, new terminology. How has he adapted? I've been more than impressed. I've been shocked at some of the sudden moves that he's made. I, I, he has He's had a couple of runs where he just looked like a border collie chasing a wayward herd of sheep. I mean, he just is changing direction, just boom, on a dime. And so um, that, with the, the injury history that he had with Minnesota well-documented, it's incredible. He's really accurate in the mid-range game underneath got a nice touch on the deep ball you wouldn't say he's got a big arm but it's 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 good enough and I think from a a Packer standpoint Bill I think that the the biggest worry in a McCaffrey-less Joe Brady coordinated offense quarterback by Bridgewater would be this trio of receivers because any one of them DJ Moore Curtis Samuel Robbie Anderson can can gash you 
Talking with Mick Mixon, the voice of the Carolina Panthers. Now defensively speaking, Aaron Rodgers is having uh, an incredible year. The, the offense has looked as fluid as I can remember, maybe even going back to 2011, just different weaponry and different ways of getting it done. How does this defense of Carolina try to slow down what the Packers have going? And then obviously the second question into that, I mean, it's going to be cold, the possibility of kind of a precipitor, uh, precipitory mix. Uh, does that play into this as well? <laughs> Uh, we're trying everything down here. There's uh, voodoo dolls, pins <laughs> in them, uh, magic incantations. I don't know what to what really to do. I mean, the problem with Aaron Rodgers, it's not necessarily the play, but it's that best-selling uh, sequel, Son of Play, where he fakes and dodges and rolls all the way out to one side of the field and then does what you never, never, never should do, throw all the way back. I mean, you've seen it a million times. How can you? I mean, the double, just the double move, the scramble drill, the double, the receivers will double move you in a scramble drill. I mean, there's just so, some non traditional things the Packers can hit you with because of that unique ability of Aaron Rodgers to extend plays. I think he's the most mobile quarterback. How old is he? 37. I think he's probably the most mobile quarterback in the NFL in his own kind of way. Yeah, and the fact that he's figured out different ways to throw from different platforms with his feet and, and still is able to, uh, to kind of flick the ball in any direction, it's just it's been phenomenal to watch. Hey, uh, before I let you go, um, you know, so offseason-wise, obviously, once things settle down, Carolina going to be going into the second year of all of this. What are, I guess, some of the needs, some of the things that maybe this team needs to kind of look at uh, going into the offseason and down the road? Well, I'm hoping that the uh, from the front office down, I'm hoping that they're viewing it, that we're set right now at play-by-play announcer. And then <laughs> everything else would just, <laughs> would just fill in. Now, uh, I think linebacker, tight end, and I don't coach the team from the press box. I need to make that clear. But linebacker, tight end, maybe safety, an edge pass rusher. It's going to be something. I mean, I think you would rather be. If, if Matt Rule's Panthers were a stock, I'd be telling you, Bill, sell everything, mortgage everything you got, come up with as much scratch as you can, and invest because the best is yet to be for this franchise. There you have it. Mick Mixon, uh, the voice of the Carolina Panthers, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 85-plus years, they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Got some good news coming out of Green Bay. We'll tell you what that is when we come back and wrap it up next in the Bill Michael Show. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Carolina Panthers here at Lambeau Field. Saturday night, kickoff at 7.15. The Panthers had a change of coaches, brought in some free agents, and running more cover one than the defense the Packers faced a year ago in a 24-16 win over Carolina. What's changed since then? I asked Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, they are completely different. Uh, they have uh, instilled a couple of different, very unique things. You, you don't see a lot in the NFL. Um, just, just compared to the entire league, they're very unique. The Panthers are 
coming off a disappointing loss to the Broncos, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. You look at us against the Vikings uh, a week ago, we were able to get a chunk play early in a two-minute drive. This week, uh, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot, but I think uh, I just have to continue to have the right mindset in those situations to put us in a position to win football games. Green Bay hopes to win their final three regular season games to secure a first-round bye and home field advantage. Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams. You know, you say we win these three games, coming into it, just letting them know. Obviously, everyone on the football team knows how the playoff goes, but to be able to look a, a rookie or a second-year, third-year guy in the space and say, look, we got to win two freaking football games at home, and then we're going to Super Bowl. That's Devontae Adams in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. minutes before we get out of here our buddy Stephen Richfield writes the question of the Packers being fortunate or unfortunate not to be facing McCaffrey he says my answer is yes they're fortunate yes they're very fortunate for not facing him as they are on track now to lock down home field advantage in the first round by any break is always fortunate I also think they are unfortunate they could use the experience to tune uh, the run defense up for the playoffs It's going to be good to see what they can do against the newfound, dumbed-down defensive scheme. On another note, I totally agree with you uh, that it's about damn time that Major League Baseball recognizes the records and stats from the Negro Leagues. As you said, it's been way too long getting this done. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Uh, Got one here. This is from Dennis. Dennis writes, uh, hey, guys, great show. I'm glad that Giannis is staying. I'm even more happy that Aaron Rodgers wanted him to stay as a minority owner in the Milwaukee Bucks. How much do you think it took for Aaron Rodgers to talk to Giannis about the money, about the business, and about staying in Milwaukee? I don't I, – I don't – that's a great question. I don't think Aaron Rodgers – now, I could be wrong, uh, and I did not hear his full interview with Pat McAfee, but he talked about, you know, it's good that he's staying. I don't think Aaron called him up. And then talked to him and said, hey, you got to stay, and here's the reasons why. You know, if indeed they had a conversation or text back and forth, it might have just been saying, you know, hey, I hope, uh, you know, I hope you stay with us or, you know, what have you. And I, But I, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers was involved in the contract negotiations. You know, you heard Giannis. He never mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Had Aaron Rodgers, I think, been involved in that, he might have said, yeah, you know, Aaron called me or – whatever, and said this is what it means to stay with the franchise that drafted you or what have you. I mean, hell, I think if Aaron would call, he'd say, hey, grab the money. It's a business. And, uh, you know, that eventually that business is going to come and punch you in the face like it did him. So, I mean, who knows? I, I, don't, I don't know. But that's a great question. I, but I don't think Aaron ever um, was a big piece, we'll say, and keeping Giannis here, because otherwise, don't you think one or both of them would have mentioned that? You know what I mean? There might have been a text or something, but I don't think it was part of the negotiation factor. So, just saying. Uh, I just don't think it was. Uh, this one's from Austin. Austin says, I think it's a shame they're not going to be facing McCaffrey and Derrick Henry in back-to-back weeks. Both are quality running backs. This defense has something to prove. Uh, I had said that. I mean, I, again, I agree with what Steve's premise is. Is right now you're you're efforting towards a top seed overall in the NFC and Lambeau Field home field advantage. 
So any break you get is a good break, you know? But just selfishly speaking, for being able to gauge as to where the defense is against a run, you saw him get – the last time you saw a quality running back against them was what, Dalvin Cook, you know? You saw some, you know, a little bit of work out of Jonathan Taylor, but the, the run game wasn't huge for Indianapolis. But the last time they got dump trucked by a running back um, was really Dalvin Cook. And before that, you go down to to Tampa Bay when the Tampa Bay run game ran over 120 yards against them and a couple of touchdowns. So um, that's why I kind of was hoping to see back-to-back weeks of, of quality running. But you know what? You're right. I mean, you know, you're right now you're trying to get the number one overall seed in the NFC. And, and that one buy for one team means – at least – on its face, means a lot. You know, on the surface, means a lot. You know, now whether or not it actually pans out and equates to wins, we'll have to wait and see. But on the surface, it means a lot. So tomorrow on the program coming up, um, got a lot going on. I mean, it's a Friday, but it still has uh, a lot happening. Uh, Colton Bartholomew going to be joining us tomorrow. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette checking in. Also, Mike Clemens, our Green Gold Insider. Going to be here tomorrow as well. So you got a lot of preparation getting you ready for the Packers and the Panthers. And, again, that's coming up on Saturday night. Do not forget, immediately following the game, Gary Ellerson and I are going to bring you the Green and Gold postgame show on many of these same stations. And I, I had an email here from Jeff who says, I need to find you on the radio.com app. You can search my name. Uh, you can also, I've always said, you can also go uh, find it at 1250 a.m. The Fan. And that's where we're, we, you know, emanate out of. So you can always, you know, track that down there. So uh, and find us in many different ways. You can also go to BillMichaelSports.com. That's BillMichaelSports.com. Three different words. Just shove them all together. And uh, that's the website. And you can always click on the link there. And, again, uh, tomorrow night, or excuse me, on uh, Saturday night, immediately following Green Bay and Carolina, we get on the air. So we're going to have a lot of fun doing that. So that's it. Time for us to go. I'm off tomorrow. Radio Joe's in for me tomorrow. Going to be hanging out with you. So I'm off tomorrow, but going to see uh, kids and all that kind of good stuff and enjoy a little bit of what the holidays have to offer and then back at it again on Saturday night and back here again on Monday. So until then, have a going. Hoop! Sports Talk Network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.